the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Back and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Good day to you. There's some days where I'm a little bit business heavy. There's some days where I'm a little bit more, I don't want to say philosophical. Philosophical. Philosophical? Falafel. There's some days where... What is falafel, by the way? And why do we care? Anyhow, anyway, um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. We can talk money. We can talk investing. Biggest mistakes you ever made. I think I've said this once or twice, but and I don't mean to insult anyone who's ever gotten season tickets to a sporting event. I once got season tickets to a hockey team. They didn't win the Stanley Cup. And I was so bitter because I didn't get the great postseason tickets. I didn't get that, if you know what I'm saying, that that experience that I was expecting. If I were to have a kid today... One of the things I'd tell my kid is, don't, 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 don't go crazy on, like, sporting events. Don't spend a lot of money on it. It's far better to experience with friends and family than it is to be actually at the game. I have a friend who got season tickets to the Gigantes. Years and years and years and years and years ago. And he took a family member to the experience. And that family member was less than impressed because they're like 300 level seats. Not 200 level, not 100. But nosebleeds. That's a lot of money for a nosebleed. 
Anyhow, and anyway, you get the basic idea where I'm going out with this. During earnings season, one of the things I like to talk about is earnings. There's a difference between sectors, between companies within a sector. There's a difference in the overall broad market. But there's also a difference between, like, companies and what they do. You know, Dell builds computers. J.C. Penney sells to a lower class, to lower middle class consumer. Nordstrom, something more on the high end. Northrop Grumman, 180, defense player. Kansas City Southern, recently added SB 500, is different than Burlington Northern. So train companies can be totally different. So you have to look at your sector and say, like, who are they selling to? You know, Apple and Dell, Apple and HP, they're both tech companies that make product, but they sell to different type of clientele. Kansas City Southern, different than Burlington Northern, in the sense that one will, like, ship coal and one will ship water or cars. You have to figure it out. And Activision Blizzard and Electronic Arts, yeah, they're pretty darn similar. Activision Blizzard has made a name historically with kind of Generation X type of games. Um, Skiing. Wakeboarding, whereas Electronic Arts has made a, a name on violent video games tied towards the military. Very different cultures. And again, in no way, shape, or form am I saying this is a zero-sum game. One of the areas that I think will become more and more dominant and prevalent is technology spying on us. And I don't think that's a bad thing. So I'm not like one of those conspiracy nuts. Like, uh, I don't like uh, red light cameras because they're not there and maybe the light wasn't calibrated correctly. I think we're going to see drones in our lifetime. You know how I earlier said if I had a kid, one thing that I'd teach him is don't spend a lot of money on sporting tickets. I'll go one step further. If I had a kid, one thing that I'd say is get good at video games because at some point in time you're going to be piloting a drone. The future cop is probably a remote control. Someone who's really good with a remote control who can pilot a drone when there's a bank robbery and see where the people are escaping to. We don't need car chases anymore. We don't need car chases that end in civilian death. We just need to send up a drone, follow the person. Don't put a missile on the drone. Don't blow them up. Don't go Pakistan on them. Just follow them. Figure out where they stop and send a cop car to pick them up. 
We don't need high-speed chases. So Boeing, who's big in that industry, and you're going to see about four or five companies come public in the next year who are tied to this technology. You can see four or five of them come public. Companies that monitor, companies that, that deliver, companies that build. Drones have infiltrated the battlefields. There's experimental drones out there. Like, you kind of get the, the, the sense. You've heard more and more recently about, oh, someone can make a gun out of a 3D printer. A 3D printer is amazing in the fact that it, it like will max, it'll wield parts out of plastic, out of out of wax. And a company that, for instance, uh, it takes a lot of money to build and, and design a product, but then you need a prototype. So what 3D printing will do is make prototypes a lot cheaper. GE doesn't have to like design a product robot machinery line to pull this off. So there's a lot of good features out there. Drones, 3D printing. A couple years ago we would have said Web 2.0. What's the next big technology? Here's the kicker is, is don't get don't get yourself so caught up that it burns you. You never, ever, never want to be in that situation where something hurts you. If you feel like you missed out on an opportunity, there's another bus coming. I promise you, there's another bus coming. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, portfolio management. You tell me, 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black, your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. One of the things that I strive for is to get you involved with investing, to get you involved with money. Whether it be understanding that Tiger's paid money for endorsements, more so than he's paid money for playing golf. I want you to own some Nike. Why do we think it, this is so difficult? It's not that difficult. When you see Rory McIlroy making you know, a $250 million deal, do you think Nike's going to lose money on that? Probably not. Anyhow, and anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. One of the things I...
spies. I say this kind of off the record, kind of on the record, because let's face it, it's going out on the airwaves, but people that play the lottery. I know people that spend five bucks a month, ten bucks a month, twenty bucks a month playing the Mega Millions. Trying to win some sort of Powerball multi-state game. Unfortunately for them, they've never won because they keep playing, right? Fortunately, most people who play the lottery don't count on the lottery actually working out, but there's some people that that's their retirement ticket. And that's a little bit on the sad side. It's a little bit tragic. And you can pull them aside and say, look, this is not the best investment ever. Right? Are you with me? Like... You really can't afford to be putting, losing 10, 20, 30 bucks a month. And what they'll say is, like, it's uh, buying a dream for 10, 20, 30 bucks. You can dream what it's like to own an island. You can dream what it's like to have enough money that you can basically tell people to screw off, bugger off, whatever you want to say. Most of us don't worry about that 5, 10, 20 dollars. But let's face it, you're throwing money down a hole that you're not likely to win. And what's stunning about that is the flip side, where investing actually works out over time. Stocks move up 7 out of 10 years. Stocks are some of the best odds on the planet. The chance of you eating fast food, the chance of you having sex today, the chance of you know, uh, your bag's being lost. A lot flimsier than the chance of winning in the stock market on a year-over-year basis. What I would do with that five, ten, twenty dollars $20, I'd pay off debt. Mortgage debt, credit card debt, whatever. If you were to tell me, I want a chance to win a million dollars, I can have my whole mortgage, my whole other house, and live on an island. Or I could pay off some of my current debt, my current mortgage, my current credit cards, my current student loan debt. That's what you should be doing with credit card debt. And I almost want you to say to people tomorrow when you're at a convenience store, convenience store? That's almost an oxymoron, right? How about an expensive store? Yes, it's expensive so you can buy milk when you absolutely positively need it. Or bread when you absolutely positively need it. But that convenience is going to cost you. So next time you're at a convenience store and you see someone buying a lottery ticket, tell them you're paying a stupid tax. Because you're stupid, you're buying that. And that goes to our schools. But you're stupid because you're going to lose. What you really should do is pay down that car out there in the parking lot. What you really should do is pay down some sort of debt in your life. If you pay off a credit card with 13% interest or a car with 6% interest, it's like saving and earning a 6%. You're saving that money. So $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month on, on lottery tickets, I'd rather that money go to the stock market. I'd rather go into your 401k. 
if you're not putting in 100% of what you're allowed to put in, you're making a massive mistake. And keep in mind, there's a catch-up for people over a certain age. But even more importantly, like you could put in $17,500 a year as an individual. A 401k over 20 years? Yeah. That $10 will become 20 It'll become 40 bucks. Maybe even a little bit more, like 45 50 So that's winning the lottery. Instead of putting it into a crap hole called chance, where you have a chance of getting struck by lightning twice in one day. I've never been struck by lightning. I don't think. Maybe I was. I don't know. But I don't think I was. I... I'd know that if I were, right? So stop blaming the lottery and tell people. Tell people you're paying the stupid tax. And what totally stinks about this whole argument is we all see them. We all see people buying tickets that they shouldn't be buying. And we can't stop them. 800 It's 800-516-1220. Someone recently asked me about a host on a radio show. I was like, figure it out for yourself. Like, don't ask me to give you the answers. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. If it sounds like easy money, there's probably something in it for that person. So beware big promises, beware unsolicited phone calls, changing topics ever so slightly. Here's how boiler rooms work. In the world of investing, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I can tell you I like Netflix. I like Apple. I like Intuitive Surgical. And the following week, let's say two of them are down 10%, one of them is up 10%. I'll tell you the one that was up 10%. I like Intuitive Surgical. I told you last week I liked Intuitive Surgical. But it happened to Netflix and Apple. They got crushed. I'll only tell you what you want to hear. That's how it works. Watch out for high pressure. Watch out for unsolicited. Watch out for too good to be true. Avoid solicitations. It's me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black and Your Money. Talking all things financial, money, investing more. Find me online at robblack.com on the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio I typically, almost always, sometimes, on occasion, say, the grass is always greener. If you see a band, and you're like, man, that singer's sexy, male or female. Or you see a drummer, and you go, that guy can really hit the drums. He can really hit. 
bang it out. Long story short, something that you need to like grasp and, and feel comfortable with is that the grass is always greener. In your career, you need to like grasp this concept and run with it as fast as you can. I know people, I know a person who makes maps for a living. You know, anytime you like go to a college campus and you see a map, over here is Stanford Stadium, over here is Stanford's parking lot for undergrads, over here is the dormitories. Someone is paid to make that map and they're paid okay money to make it easy for you to understand. Now you're saying, where does this go? Where does this go? Where does this go? That person should probably consider working for Google Maps or Apple Maps because there's better opportunities out there. I think I told you the story many times before that I met a couple last year that they got three kids, one or two from a previous marriage, one from hooking up with each other. Maybe it was in the kitchen. I don't know. Maybe it was with Colonel Mustard with a candlestick in the observatory. But the point being is that they weren't making enough money. And I was like, you as a housewife need to go back to work. Or he needs to find a better paying job. Or y'all are going to be poor. So my goal here is is to really push you to understand that my generation is going to be worse off than my parents' generation in retirement. And the generation before me, the generation behind me is going to be worse off than I am. I think I fall in Generation X. I think the generation before me is considered the yuppies. The generation before that, the greatest generation ever. The generation behind me, the wise, the millennials. You know, my brother David, he's five years older than me, and he's technically a baby boomer. He's a young baby boomer. I'm an old Generation X. Boomers lost a significant chunk of their retirement nest eggs in in the recession in 2008. So they're staying on work as long as possible. Generation X was hit the hardest, in my opinion. If you don't start paying off debt and saving more, Generation Xers, people between the age of 38 and 47, and younger boomers, those who are in their late 40s and mid-50s, they're on track to retire financially worse off than our parents. I think debt is a boogeyman. I don't mind mortgage debt. I don't mind college student debt. I, I really freak out about all other debt. A lot of younger Americans are behind in saving for retirement. Millions of them were laid off in the big recession that we just went through. If you include Social Security benefits, what once was appropriate for my mom 
is not really all that appropriate for my brother. And trust me, I squabble that kind of money away quickly. You need to replace 70 to 100% of your pre-retirement income. So if you're making $60,000 right now and you retire, you need to have about a million too so you can replace that. The average Generation X investor, retirement planner, has about $14,500 saved for retirement. So, again, people, and I know I'm talking to you, who are in between the ages of, you know, 38 and 47, the average person is $14,500. By the age of 30, you want between 10 and 40,000. By the age of 40, you want somewhere between 100 and 300,000. And the average person who's a Generation Xer has 14,500. Baby boomers, my older brother, my brother is five years older than me, his average is about 32,000. Now, pre-recession, it was about 55000 And the beauty about recessions are, and trust me, I love recessions, except for hairlines. Oh, my God. Did I have the worst day ever this week? person cutting my hair is like, have, do you want to do a 10-minute dye job? I'm like, what? What? Do you want to do a 10-minute dye job? And then she goes, have you considered Rogaine? I'm like, what? You did not just say that. Like, if I could have got up and left, I would have got up and left. I'm like, don't you understand I'm Harrison Ford? I'm sexy as I'm growing older. Men are good looking as we gray. That's character. She goes, my son uses Propecia. I'm like, I don't want to talk about your son, you crazy Wank, like, how dare, have you considered Rogaine? Oh, I hate that. So anyway, we need to save more for retirement. Anyone born in the last 45 years needs to reconsider what retirement's going to look like. So you know I just told you the average baby boomer The average baby boomer, people in their late 40s, early 50s, have $32,000 saved for retirement. Do you know how much that's going to pay you in retirement? Nothing. Period. Nothing. Like $320 if you're lucky. The average Social Security check is $15,500 for a whole year. Not a month. A whole year. And it's going to get worse. I don't know. I don't even know if this microphone's on today. One of the best things you can do is basically plan to work till the day you die. I know. You're saying, I don't want to be that person. I've got a grandfather, or I had a grandfather, who was the best grandfather ever. He made every grandchild feel important. He paid for every grandchild's college. And he'd say, like, pick a hand. 
And there was a tensor roll in both hands. Like, always a winner. That's where I want you in retirement. I don't want you to feel entitled. I don't want you to feel luxurious. I want you to be able to, like, love the people that are important on this planet before you go away. Are homes good investments? Homes are good liabilities. It's great tax deduction while it lasts. I personally think at some point in my life, not now, but being able to deduct the interest that you pay on your mortgage versus your income, I think that goes away in my lifetime. You know why? Because people younger than me are saying, I'm a renter, and I'm going to vote. And I think politicians will eventually say, that's not fair. Do you want to tax the wealthy? Do you want to tax the poor? Do you want to do a sales tax, a state tax? Do you want to tax the dead? Like, isn't that the most insane thing you've ever heard? Taxing someone because they die. Like, seriously, if if I were to say that out loud, you'd mock me. I saw a home recently appraised for $1.4 million. The loan was about to get funded. And the appraiser wrote that there's a broken window on the property. You know, appraisers will look at the roof and say the roof is going to last five years. The foundation's cracked. This probably is going to cost a lot of money. So you're going to lend $600,000 to this person, $1 million to this person. Know that they're going to have some bigger costs coming out. So appraisers help lenders figure it all out. I saw a $1.4 million home loan get turned down at the last second because of a broken window. Not because of a cracked foundation. Not because of a a new roof that's going to be really expensive. Not because crime's picked up in the area, but because of a cracked, broken window. So the owner who wants to get the loan done boarded up the window. The appraiser said, that's not good enough. You need to fix said window. Like, maybe a $200 window? Let's go crazy and call it $300 with a window insulation. $1.4 million got turned down. So is your home the best investment you've ever made? No. It's the best liability that you ever undertake, where you pay yourself back some equity, and you tax deduct the interest. That combo is pretty damn powerful, especially since it doesn't readjust for inflation. You're listening to me, Roberto Negro. Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Black.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. I'm like you. I put on my pants both legs at the same time over my head. 
Wait, wait, you put them on one at a time? <laughs> you plebeian. I'm like you, and I watch Sports Center, and I watch, you know, like a nine year old daughter throwing out the first pitch of the baseball game, and then turns out her dad back from Afghanistan behind the catcher's mask. And it's a tearjerker. The one thing that I can tell you is that I want to get you to retirement. I don't want to sell you crappy product to get you to retirement. That's not my goal. I know there's a lot of people in this industry who will sell you crappy product. They'll do green deeds. And you're like, what's a green deed? And it's like, you get to buy land before it gets developed. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's the biggest no-brainer of all time. You're going to kick yourself in the head if you don't do it. I don't have to sell crappy product. What I can just tell you is, like, I get a nine-year-old girl throwing out the first pitch. Her dad's in Afghanistan. It turns out her dad's the catcher's mask. That's what this show's about. It's getting you to retirement with some sort of dignity. And honestly, I don't care. If you can't deal with dignity, maybe you work to the day you die and you pick up a skill along the way. I want you to be a good person. I want you to be important to the people you who count on you. I see my generation as, we'll probably have a little less than the generation before me. I see the generation behind me as they're going to have less than I do. I was blessed that I was born on a coast. I was blessed that I was born into a military family. Those two things make me a lot luckier than the person in Missouri. Expectations were for me to go to college. You have to know. Like, you have to save as much as you can or work as long as you can. And be important to people that love you and need you and want you. I would never, ever, ever advise you to write a check to to a, a financial person. The only person you should ever write a check to is yourself. Max out your 401k. Never, ever turn that 401k into an annuity. Never, ever turn that 401k into a real estate investment. Fund your retirement as much as you can. I see people get ripped off in annuities by pe- from people that they trusted. I see people get ripped off in land deals from people that they, they heard was trustworthy or they assumed was trustworthy. You need to monitor your investments. And the only way you can do that directly is if the account is held in your name. I saw my industry, and in my industry uh, 20 years ago as an investment advisor. I saw the industry when I started. Like, if you're smarter than the stock market, you can make some good money. No doubt about it. It was a good, it was a good job. But I slowly but surely saw my industry shifting over to financial planning, where not only do you have to have good returns, but you can't have bad returns. Not only do you have to know tax laws, but you have to know estate planning laws. 
I hate tax laws, by the way. Someone will send me a question and say, what should I invest? I'm like, I don't know your tax scenario. Like, tax laws are pretty damn complicated. And I deal with tax laws, and I still pay a CPA to do my taxes every year. Anyway, where am I going with this? Know that you're going to have to save a million dollars to pay yourself forty dollars to $60,000 a year. And let's say you're a firefighter, and you're going to get $60,000 a year in retirement. You're a firefighter or a cop, and you made $100,000 a year in your career, and they're going to give you 60%. Basically, you have a million-dollar retirement nest egg with that knowledge. As long as you don't die on the job, you've got $60,000 a year. For someone like me, who's not quite ready to retire, who's not quite young, the most important insurance I can have is disability insurance. My ability to earn income from age 20 to 60, and I started this hour with, make sure you max out your 401k. I started this hour with, you know, focus on your career. If you're making $60,000 a year working for Stanford Maps, and there's a better mapping company out there like Google or Apple, Shop yourself around because you probably have some value. Earning an extra ten, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year is a pretty good investment in your future. And when you interview with the said new company, feel free to go back to your old company and say, Look, they think I'm worth this, you think I'm worth that. How about we meet in the middle? Like, don't feel bad about negotiating. So my whole goal on the show is to get you to retirement with some sort of dignity. And oftentimes I'll say $1 million will get you forty to 60000 a year. But let's say you don't get that. Maybe you leave the state. Maybe you go to a cheaper state with lower income taxes or lower uh, retail taxes. And suddenly you don't need a million. You need six hundred to 800000 I don't think the average American could afford to retire unless they have a, a pension and or some sort of nest egg. And that nest egg needs to be... And I got an email from a woman this week who's going to retire in a couple of weeks. She's got 120000 I'm like, you need to work as long as you can, sweetie. Sugar booger, honey. Babe, lady, chick. Whatever derogatory term I could throw out there. Anyhow, anyway... I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. This is the Wall Street Business Now. The following is not an actor. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.